0: and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotions. My name is Nandi Fleming and I will be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we realize in this life there are many trials and tribulations that we will face. And Lord, um, we need your strength. We need your, your power to gain the victory over this life and the besetments that come with it. And Lord, our hope is in you. We set our eyes on you. We, we look to you for help. And Lord, we thank you when you come through for us. And Lord, we wait on you when you don't always answer at the time that we want. But Lord, we pray that strength will be given to us in this new week, that you will bless each person listening to this audio. And Lord, that we will be close to you as you are close to us is my prayer in your name. Amen. The verse that I want to read for you this morning comes out of John chapter 16, verse 33. And these are the words of Jesus. He says, these things I have spoken unto you, he said, that in me you may have peace. In the world you see, you will have many tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The title of my talk this morning is Get Over It. But there are two things in life that we have to overcome or get over. And these two things are basically obstacles currently blocking you from moving forward in life. And obstacles of the past that you just can't seem to get over. Things of the past life that defeated you, that you weren't o- able to conquer in the past. And now you have to conquer them again. You see, life is going to be full of walls to climb. Walls that are blocking our progress. Have you ever tried to climb a wall? I remember when I was young um, we used to climb everything I mean everything and anything that could be climbed I climbed and kids were all alike in that way trees walls fences your roof of your house shrubs bushes poles and looking back at my own life I'm amazed at how I did that I mean how did I do that because if I had to do any of that now I would fail miserably. A few years back, um, I was in Botswana um, and we were busy doing a church building project. We were helping a church in Maun to put up a, a roof and we were building trusses and the trusses had to go up onto the roof. And I remember that I had to climb onto the wall in order to help, you know, steady the trusses or put a nail in or something. And I just couldn't for the life of me get onto this wall. Even with the help of others, I was struggling. I couldn't pull myself up. And and the difference is I was wondering to myself, what made the difference between when I was a kid and I could do all of these things versus now that I'm an adult? Apart from, of course, the obvious fitness level and the more weight that I have to carry. But um, and this is true. Think about it. The more weight that you have to carry as you get older. You see, God is gracious. And as we go through life, when we're young, we don't have as many troubles. But as life gets, you know, more and more complicated, we do carry more weight. But when I was young, the difference was is that I wanted to be on the roof and the wall and the tree. Um, I also practiced as a kid how to do these things. Now, not purposefully practiced, but I did them every day. You know, we climbed walls and climbed trees every single day, three, four, five, six, seven times a day. And I didn't really see these things as obstacles. As a matter of fact, I only saw the reward at the end. I wanted to be on top of the roof. I didn't care how hard it was going to be to get there. I didn't even think about how hard it was going to be to get there. And then, of course, um, I also didn't give in just because of pain. You know, sometimes I slipped when I was climbing a tree and I scratched my leg to pieces, but wiped off the blood and I kept going. I didn't now go back inside and I wanted to be at the top of that tree. I wanted to get over that wall. I wanted to sit on on the roof of the house. And I had no doubt that I could do it. I knew I could do it. You know, if I just put my mind to it, there was always going to be some way that I was going to get into that tree. There was going to be some way that I would get onto that roof. You know, whether it was using a ladder or whether it was, you know, tying a rope to something. There was always going to be a way and I was going to find that way. No wonder Jesus said that we should become like little kids. We can learn a lot from them, you know, their faith, their tenacity, the way that they just look towards the reward and they don't care about, you know, what it takes to get there, and they really want that reward at the end. Now we can learn a lot from walls from the 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 the, um, Israelites. The Israelites also had a wall that they had to overcome, and this was the wall of Jericho that we can go and read in the book of Joshua. The story. Now the question is that when the Israelites reached Jericho and they passed over the Jordan, through the Jordan, and they were now sitting on the other side and they had to go through the walls of Jericho, did you know that this was not the first time that they had been there? You see, their first generation, the generation that came there to the land of Israel, once encamped at the Jordan River as well, just as they were encamped at the Jordan River facing Jericho on the other side. And the first generation, when they looked across the Jordan, they went and they scouted the land, they saw the the mighty, you know, Giants, as they said, and they said, these giants are too big for us we can 't enter into the land we can 't keep it captive and to them, the giants was was a wall to them that they could not overcome now, forty years later, God brought back the second generation, He brought them back to the border of Cana, back to that river Jordan, um, where once they failed before. You know, sometimes, like I said, we have to overcome not just the obstacles in our way right now, but sometimes we have to overcome past the obstacles of the past that we weren't able to conquer in the past. It's kind of like when you play a video game. You know, you you can't advance to the next level unless you complete the level at which you are at at that specific moment. And you see, it's very sad because twenty years was wasted. Um, in in, in the lives of Israel. Maybe they thought that they could skip a stage, but that's not how life works. Life has no cheat codes or secret passages that go under the wall or around the water. The only way is through the water and over the wall. Um, This is the only way in life as well. We can't just try and skip and level. There There are stages in life that we need to overcome. And one of the things that the Israelites were supposed to do is they were supposed to enter into the promised land. And God brought them back to do so what are you supposed to do in your life what are the 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 outcomes that god wants for your life what are those goals that god is pushing you towards but you keep failing you keep you keep missing the mark you keep you know you know stopping and saying i can't do this it can't happen and the thing is about you know your goal where you're supposed to be where god's trying to lead you if you're not there where you're supposed to be god is going to keep bringing you back until you get there i'm reminded of when i when i when i was in school And um, the bell used to ring. And the principal used to come out into the corridors. And if he caught you still lingering in the hallway, he would yell at you, young lady, where are you supposed to be? And you would run to get to where you were supposed to be. Has God lately asked you, my child, where are you supposed to be? Aren't you supposed to already be in the promised land, kind of like Israel? Aren't you already supposed to have conquered some of these sins that you're still struggling with? Aren't you supposed to have overcome some of these natural tendencies that you're struggling with? You see, we, we know where we need to be. And, and and what happens is, is that we even make promises that Lord, yes, we will get there. Um, I remember that Israel, when they made a covenant with the Lord at Mount Sinai, the Lord told them and promised them. He said, "I will give you the land; just go in and possess it." When they reached the River Jordan, He made this covenant with them again. He said, "I'm giving you this promised land; they just go in and possess it." And Israel, many years ago, said, "Lord, we will do all that the Lord commands," um, but at the border. Of Canaan. They didn't do what they said they would do. Are there things that you said you were going to do but you haven't? That you said you were going to overcome but they're still in your life? You have to do what you said you're going to do. The promises that you made to yourself, the goals that you set out to accomplish. Um, the Bible is very clear about making promises. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 5 says, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. Do you know why? Have you ever not kept a promise? Do you know how it feels? You feel miserable, right? You see, this verse is not there to make you feel guilty. But if you don't keep your promises, you are going to end up feeling guilty. Don't run away from the wall. I wonder how Israel felt when they had to go back into the desert for 40 years. When they kept thinking we could have been in Canaan right now instead of that we're in the desert, constantly moving, constantly under attack. And, and this is really what happens when we don't follow through. When we make a promise and we say, I know what I need to do, I'm going to do it. And then we don't do it, especially if we make that promise to God. The guilt that overwhelms us, the regrets that we sit with. I don't want you to sit with those regrets and that guilt of um, what could have been. And if only I did this. The pain you feel when you hear the voice, where are you supposed to be? I don't want you to feel that. But I think many of us already do. You see, overcoming involves being disciplined. Do you want it? Do you want to? This is another thing that we need to ask ourselves the question. Do we really want the reward on the other side of the wall? Um, Because overcoming involves really wanting it. And the reason why the second generation overcame and got where they needed to be is because they wanted to be there. They expected to be there. They were aiming for it. The first generation was kind of okay with being there. It seemed like a good idea, but their hearts were still very much in Egypt. They hadn't said goodbye to the past, so they weren't really clinging to the future. And the interesting thing about overcoming is not only do you need to want it, not only do you need to do what you said you're going to do, but you also need to realize that when you are going to climb a wall, these walls in life that we have to overcome, gradually as we go through life, they become higher. There are many mountains to climb and walls to scale. So long as life shall last, there will be no stopping place, no point where we can truly say, I've made it. There's no such thing as I've made it here on earth. We've got to keep advancing, growing, overcoming, climbing those obstacles one at a time. Grow, because there are always going to be difficulties that you're going to face. Jesus tells us that we do not need to worry about these difficulties because he says he has overcome the world on our behalf already. But you see, we need to start to realize that we need to get out of our comfort zone because if we look at the the path ahead of us and all the walls we have to climb, we become discouraged. But luckily God doesn't show us all the walls. He says only today climb your wall. Today you have a wall, climb it. And then, you know, God really wants us to keep moving, move up, move forward, move over, um, to grow, to develop. I I remember that... You know, In in, in my life, I have this tendency that when my cell phone contract expires and it's time to upgrade, I I don't renew the contract. I actually cancel it because I still have a phone. I I usually say, you know what, I don't need a better phone. This phone is still working. It's still fine. I'm comfortable with it. And I don't want to upgrade. So I cancel the contract instead of upgrading. And the reason I usually do this is I say because it's going to cost me to get something better. And I don't want to pay. When you are called to something better, do you answer, it's okay, I don't need the upgrade, I don't need something better, I'm comfortable with what I have right now, and I know it's going to cost me sacrifices so I don't want to pay the price because it's too expensive. We should be changing and advancing. We should be upgrading and overcoming each day, every week, every month. We should be becoming different people. It doesn't have to be drastic changes, but upgrades are needed for us. We need to climb these walls and overcome and become better at what we do and how we live life in our Christian character. Please just remember that where you are right now, you are not going to be forever. But you can postpone the, the, the growth process by, by delaying, by not facing the obstacles that lay ahead of you, by not climbing the wall. You see, the Israelites came to the border the first time and the promised land was theirs. The second time they came there, the promised land was theirs. All they had to do is overcome the walls. The Lord said to them, it is yours. But there were the walls of Jericho. And these walls of Jericho seemed to stop them from getting that which they were aiming at. And and we too have walls that we need to overcome, sacrifices that we need to make, things that are still in our lives that are stopping us from really moving into into a better life, into the next level. Um, Things like overcoming discouragement, overcoming fear and confusion overcoming prejudice perhaps overcoming our earthly desires and temptations and our selfishness and our sin and our inclination towards sin we also have natural and hereditary tendencies that we got from our parents that we need to overcome we have coarse and harsh and unfeeling you know ungenerous traits in our disposition that we need to overcome some of us are careless and reckless and we neglect you know orderly habits in life that we need to overcome there are weaknesses in our character certain bad habits and difficulties. Some of us struggle with impatience and fretfulness. Um, some of us just have wrongs and failings and, and evil in our lives. Some have temper and faults and selfishness, infirmities, ungodly ambitions that we need to overcome. Uh, we need to sometimes just overcome our circumstances and not let it get us down. Sometimes we need to overcome our own human flesh and the devil that is fighting against us daily. We need to overcome the world. Now you might say, Nandi, that's a lot to overcome. But these are all the walls in life. You're not expected to do it all at once. You're not expected to climb every single wall in one day. The Lord only places one obstacle in front of you at a time. He says to you, today I've given you the strength to overcome. Today I've given you the strength to get onto the other side of the wall. It is yours. I promise you it is yours. In faith, go ahead and climb that wall. Know that you you, you will make it. John 16, 33, the Lord gives us this promise. He says, on this earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He has overcome all of these things that we need to overcome on our behalf already. And as we grow in sanctification, he helps us to climb the ladder. To overcome is going to be a sacrifice and there are things that we're going to have to c- um, give up. But we need to realize that we need to keep climbing the levels of life. We need to keep climbing and progressing in life to go higher and higher. I remember growing up um, we used to play a lot of video games as kid, you know, or computer games or Playstation, whatever you call it. We didn't have a Playstation but many of you played Playstation. And the fun part about the games that we used to play was the upgrades, the levels. Overcoming the difficulties at each level to progress to a higher level and at each level the game would unlock new tools and new skills for the avatar so why is it in the game of life that we've stopped being excited about the next level that we forget that the next level is going to be harder but that's what lies in the challenge that is the exciting part To see can i do this can i overcome um and and then when you've overcome to know that wow i've done it you know by god's grace i've done it i've overcome it there's a saying that goes that says the greater the struggle, the greater the reward. Why is it that we can only believe this in games and we can't believe this in life? And just like in games, when you upgrade to a new level, you get new tools and skills and things to to use within the game. God is also helping us that as we overcome these struggles in life, these walls in life, God is building our skill sets and he's helping us at every level. He's increasing our strength. He's increasing our faith. And at each level we get new new skills and new tools. We become more equipped to complete the challenges that lay before us. There are stages of transformation in your life, in the game of life, in the games of the world, you know, TV games, computer games. There's a sound when you upgrade to a next level or something like that. And in life, we spend time with God. If we spend time with God and we commit to the game of its progress, We will also hear a sound that will tell us that it's time to move up to the next level. This sound is the still small voice of the Holy Spirit behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. It's time to move on. But you see, when we hear that voice, that it says it's time to move on now. It's time to upgrade. It's time to start growing now and overcoming these walls. We, 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 we don't want to because it's uncomfortable. You know, we've, we've become stagnant, kind of like Israel. Israel would rather return to Egypt, would rather wander the desert, stay at level two or level one even. Um, because it was too painful to, you know, continue. The problem is, is that, you know, we, we, we're so scared of pain. And and to overcome means you're going to have to go through different kinds of pain. And like the gurus say, you're already in pain. You might just as well get something from the pain. Why do you want to sit with the pain of the past when you could, you know, endure a little bit of pain and move into the future, move into a more higher level of life, a more successful way of life. By the way. If your attempts to overcome hasn't worked, if you haven't been able to climb the wall, you can't seem to crack that level that you are on or move on, stop trying to do the same thing, hoping for different results. You see, we, we, the one of the things that we do in order to try and climb the wall is we really try and do it in our own strength. And it doesn't work. And try it God's way. Stop trying to do it your way, you know, to, to be a better person, to be less selfish by controlling yourself. Do it God's way. And God's way might seem crazy. I mean, think about the Israelites when they actually came to Jericho and they had to overcome this war. How did God tell them to do this? He told them, you know, they, you need to march around the city quietly and you need to put the, the, the trumpeteers in the front. You know, you need to put the, the priests in the front and the warriors at the back. And you know what? He could have easily told them, let's build a ramp or let's break down the gates or let's dig under the walls. And that's probably what they thought was going to happen. But God said, "Mm mm-mm, nope. This is not the way. And you see, the Bible tells us that God's way is not our ways. And oftentimes the reason we don't overcome is because the way that it seems that we should overcome seems so simple. It seems almost crazy. It seems like that's, that's never going to work. And you know what? The way that we overcome is simply by having Christ in our life because he has already conquered on our behalf. And sometimes we just don't believe it. We don't believe that it's that simple, that it's that easy to climb the walls of life. So how do we overcome? We overcome with God's help. We overcome by having God in our life, by having God as the one that goes ahead of us and conquers on our behalf. With the help of God, ordinary men can rise to the occasion and give the world something that they've never seen. Is that not what you want for your life? Do you say, people need to say, Wow, how did you do that? And you can say, well, you know what? With the help of God. That's it. With God in my life. Romans 8 verse 35 and 37 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have troubles or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. No, despite all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. This verse is so beautiful for me because it's saying that all of these things which seem like obstacles, God is saying we can overcome every single one of them because we have Christ in our life. And the reason that these obstacles are there is not because he doesn't love us. It's because he wants to grow us, because he wants to give us victory Victory through Him. He wants us to grow and to develop in faith. He wants us to learn that we can trust Him when the trials of life and the walls of life come our way. So God actually puts us in a school of faith to teach us faith. He wants to show us that we can be worthy of an upgrade. Hebrews 11 verse 30 and Hebrews 11, 3 verse 9 talks about, you know, faith that we need to have. But, you know, Israelites, the Israelites couldn't enter the promised land, says Hebrews, because the first time they had a lack of faith and it seemed an impossible task for them to fight the giants. Hebrews tells us they had no faith. They could not believe that that they could do it, that, that simply by trusting in God and going ahead that they would overcome. The previous generation had a lot to say when they reached the borders of Canaan. They complained about how vast the land is and how big the giants were and how small they were. They were like crickets and grasshoppers in the eyes of the people of the land. But when the second generation reaches the border, God puts them in a school of teaching them faith. And when they reach there, he says to them, this is how you're going to do it. You see, he told the first generation, but they didn't obey. They didn't listen. But the second generation, he says to them, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to march around the city and you're going to be quiet. Interesting how it's very different. The first generation was complaining and talking a lot about how it can't happen and it mustn't happen. I'm sure the second generation was also tempted. But God says to them, be quiet, be still. And have you noticed that when you are quiet, your other senses heighten? When you are still, you start to look Because you can't talk. When we talk, we miss a lot of things in life. And God says to them, be quiet. And every day you will march around the city for six days. And on the seventh day, you'll march around seven times. But you will be quiet every single time. You see, everything that was around them was taken in by them when they marched quietly around the city. I want you to imagine this. And this is what they see as they march quietly around the city. You see, this city was the oldest city on earth one of the older cities. And it was 2,000 years old by then. It was a symbol of military might. The Canaanites, the first generation, thought that Jericho was invincible. And you see, in human strength, they were right. And God wanted them to know that it was invincible in their own strength. And as they march around, they look around them. And these walls around them, around the city, was 10 meters high. The walls were 6 meters thick. It was one of the most strongest and most fortified cities in Palestine. It was the stronghold to the rest of the land. It was seen as the mighty gateway into the rest of Canaan. If you could take Jericho, then the rest of Canaan would fall to you as well. It was, it was the most impenetrable city that they could ever have imagined. And God takes them to that biggest obstacle. And they probably saw the people, those giants that they were so afraid of, standing on the walls. I don't know if the giants were in Jericho. But they see the people on the walls mocking them, taunting them, screaming at them, maybe even throwing things at them. And they notice how, how completely impossible it is in human strength. But you see, God put the nation in a faith-building pro- pro- program. Because he wanted them to see that the impossible is possible With God. They had to learn that the only way to overcome the impossible was in God's strength. Because with man it was impossible, but with God all things are possible. This day I want to tell you that yes, there's going to be walls in life, many as a matter of fact, but don't look at them. You know, just Make sure that you want what's on the other side of the wall and focus on that. Focus on the rewards that you will get. And, and you know, overcome each obstacle each day so that you can go stronger and, and gain more skills. And, and don't care so much for the pain. Wipe off the blood and keep going. Keep focused on, on that which you will be the reward. Have faith in God that he has already overcome, that he will overcome. And go ahead. Step over the wall. Um, this one man told a story where he said when they were kids what they used to do when they were faced with a big wall that they had to climb they used to throw their hats over so they had no choice but to find some way to overcome sometimes we need to just throw our hats over in faith and say Lord now my hat's there I'm coming you said I can take it I'm, I'm, I'm coming may the Lord bless you today As Revelation says to us in Revelation 2 verse 11, And they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb. May you defeat the walls of life today by the blood of the Lamb and by having faith in him. May God bless you. If you would like to receive more of these messages straight to your phone, please WhatsApp the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. 2783-658-4296. And now may the son of righteousness rise with healing in his wings in your life. The Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word YES to PLUS27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8am. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to PLUS27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.